Our leader will now share for 20 to 25 minutes describing what it was like, what happened, and what it is like now. Our leader for tonight is Stephen. Hi, everybody. I'm Stephen. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, it's great to be here. I've been in this room a couple times before. Um, when I first heard about this meeting years, years ago, I, um, I always thought, first of all, no one could be telling the truth because no one could lose 100 pounds. Um, and second of all, um, I had no intention of being that rigorous about a program that I would ever end up here. Um, and, you know, if they say keep coming back. So uh, three weeks ago when I weighed myself, it's 102 pounds since I first started coming to OA. So I now, I now qualify to be here on, on a couple levels. Um, I've been coming around the program for about almost five years now. And um, when I first went to a meeting, I, I um, was not sure I wanted to do this. I, I belonged to another fellowship um, and, and uh, had done that successfully <clears throat> for starting the day I went the first time and had done it successfully now for over 20 years. Um, but I couldn't imagine um, this program. So I tried to think of the easiest, um, softest way that I could get, ease my way in. And so I read in the list of meetings that there was a <clears throat> lesbian and gay meeting at the Our Lady of Safeway, or whatever the name of that church is. And so at 6 o'clock on a some day of the week, I went over there, and I went in. And <clears throat> when I went in, um, I was thinking that, you know, in my own um, unfortunate mind, that it was going to be a whole group of gay men and a few women talking about men's issues and, you know, how difficult it was. My experience the first night I went was that there were 23 young blonde women um, and me, and, and that all of them were working on issues of anorexia and, and uh, bulimia, which are really important. But, uh, you know, I was by two the heaviest person in the room. Um, and, and so I, I did sit through the meeting because in the other program my sponsor taught me a long time ago because of my attitude that I could never leave a meeting once I got there. So I sat through the meeting um, and discovered by the end of the meeting that my view of who was in the room was called resistance. Um, the, 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 the makeup of the room was completely uh, mixed. Um, at least a couple of people in this room were in that room. Um, and none of us are young, blonde women. Um, uh, <laughs> But more important than that, I kept going back to that meeting um, for a while until I, until I for, for a long time. Um, and, um, and I learned a lot from all of the people in that room, as I, as I have since done, done in lots of rooms of OA around the city and around, well, around the country. And I went to some meetings in Ireland this summer. Um, and so, so I've, I, once I got willing to you know, shut up and listen, um, it, things started happening. Um, but I hung around the program for the first couple of years, and, and you know I lost a, like 15 pounds or something the first year, and was really struggling. And you know I thought I had a fear of failure because um, you know I had done this other program and it worked right away, and this one wasn't working right away, and the other one made more sense because if you kept doing that thing, you were going to die, and if you kept doing this thing, in my mind, again early on, um, I was just going to be fat, and it wasn't you know a matter of life or death. Um, and I finally figured out after working, um, going to lots of meetings, listening to lots of people, that I didn't have a fear of failure. What I had was a fear of success. Um, so what I couldn't imagine was, uh, I don't drink, and now I'm not going to eat anything. Um, and I'm too old for anybody to have sex with, so there's not that. And I don't have enough money to gamble. So, so well, what, exactly, what exactly was my life going to be about if I, if I gave up eating? You know, where was I going to find comfort um, and soothing? Because you know, if you had my life, you would need a pizza and a hot food Sunday as well. 
Um, I don't know if we're supposed to mention specific food. Sorry about that. Um, but anyway, you would need some food as well. And so what I figured out was that that, that was actually the issue, is that, that I was using food um, to, to um, you know, for healing and for soothing and to take care of problems that, that I had. Um, um, and, and so... I, I really didn't want to do the program, and so I kept coming around. Some, you know, pretty regularly came to meetings because because I did hear that message to keep coming back, even if, even if you are, um, uh, you know, having difficulty working a specific program. And so then I went to some other meetings around the city and met lots of other people and and heard about the gray sheet, um, um, and someone described in great detail the gray sheet and how to work that program. Um, and then I didn't come back to a meeting for two months because that, that scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> There's no way. Um, and then I went to a meeting where a group of people were very um, successful and very proud of themselves because they weighed and measured every bite of food they ate, um, including taking their little scales with them when they went to restaurants. Um, and then I didn't come back for a month because <laughs> that wasn't going to happen either. And meanwhile, um, I, I was participating um, and showing up every week and, and, and sharing when the time came to share um, and gaining weight, imagine that, um, because I was, I was um, working not the OA program but the Stevens program. Um, and it was a program that had a lot to do with lack of motivation and, um, and uh, lack of willingness, lack of surrender. And so um, somewhere along the way, I, I got a new sponsor and... Um, and you know, started actually working a program and, and uh, started losing some weight. And I got some outside help to help me with issues of motivation and resistance and, and uh, really began to go to a regular meeting um, at St. Aidan's first thing in the morning, a couple days a week. Um, it used to be three or four days a week. Now it's one or two um, because of, cause I'm retired and I don't have to get up, so, so I don't. Um, but then I try to go to a few other meetings a week and I participate in... Uh, group called Meditation and Recovery, which deals with all sorts of, uh, including food stuff. Um, so I get to, to get to a bunch of meetings, but the biggest change that happened was that um, I, I began to realize that um, this was a matter of life or death, that, you know, I, I was seeing a doctor as one does when one is 68 years old, and, and the doctor was, um, you know, sharing with me at my annual checkup the list of things that were wrong with me. Um, and I always thought, well, I have this amazingly healthy um, body and life for somebody who's overweight. Um, and each week, each year when I went for my physical, the list got a little longer of, of things that, um, that were going wrong. Um, and I had had two knee replacements, which that surgeon assured me had nothing. It was arthritis that had nothing to do with weight. And then I got a new surgeon who said, um, you know, yes, you have arthritis, but, um, you know, carrying all that weight around on top of those knees did not help. And then there was some heart things. I have AFib and some other stuff. Uh, and so, so there was all of that. And um, so I just decided to, you know, to really um, start showing up in a different way, which was to listen and to um, be, be open to all the possibilities. Um, and like many of you have um, at least once, maybe more times, um, um, be willing to try things. Um, and so now, with um, my Stephen program, now includes not a gray sheet yet, um, and that's a yet, but we'll see. Um, but I do have a scale, and I did go to the container store and buy <laughs> solve one. It was fed one of my other addictions, which is spending money. I have a lovely set of Tupperware things in all different sizes that close and snap and can be cooked and frozen, and 
and um, I actually weigh food and measure food in those containers because they're the size. Um, and I and I participate and I do service um, whenever I can. And oddly, for somebody who'd been around for as long as I had, the other thing I started doing was working the twelve steps of OA. Um, because I had worked him in another program, and I thought I had that down, and I, I really knew, and I used the, those steps to, you know, get my um, uh, emotional and spiritual life in order, and that all worked. Um, but in this program, um, people kept saying, "It's the food. First, you got to think about the food, and use the steps for the food, and use your sponsor for the food, and use other people in the meetings for the food, use your scale and measures for the food, um, and you know, stop making excuses." And so, so I really started um, uh, thinking of the steps as, as both something to study, which I continue to do, um, and then something to integrate into my life. And um, most importantly, I think I started really listening to all of you, and I heard statements like, um, um, I'm, I, are you eating food or using food? Um, and I was definitely using food. And even as I was beginning to work the program in a more serious way, um, thought that I was um, eating food, healthy food, less food, um, only three meals a day, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I, I was one of those, I don't know if any of you can relate to the food noise in my head. I had a huge amount of food noise. When am I going to eat? What did, I, what did I plan for lunch? What can I substitute for that? Because I don't like that. <laughs> if I don't eat lunch, can I have something bigger for dinner? Um, and then I'd eat the meal, and then I'd feel guilty and shame because it's like you had an extra portion, you, you know, um, all of that. Um, and so gradually I started listening, and people said, are you using food or eating food? I got that. And then um, somebody at a meeting said uh, that she had a very simple program. Her program was she got up in the morning, and got in touch with her higher power and said, I will not eat any food today that will hurt me. Um, and that, I could live with that. Like, I understood that because um, food was hurting me. It was um, emotionally, the guilt and shame, the, the lack of connection in a way because I would show up, but you know, I wouldn't talk a lot. Um, I'd show up when the meeting started. I would always share during the meeting because you know, I like the sound of my own voice. Um, and then I would leave the minute the meeting was over for fear that someone would say, what's your food plan today? Um, and I would um, readily have to make something up on the spot um, that, res that resembled an actual food plan. Um, so <clears throat> gradually over time, um, going to meetings on a regular basis so people got to know me and I got to know people, um, it really began, began to, to have an effect. Um, and I really got to see that that, that fear of success um, didn't need to be because as I listened to those of you who I got to know pretty well, um, I heard stories about um, success, about finding a way to eat a normal, um, balanced, healthy diet and still have fun, to still eat food that tasted like something, um, you know, to figure out how to go out to restaurants and how to go to holiday parties and how to do other stuff in an, in an OA fashion, you know, in a way that was organized and you know, checking in with the sponsor or other friends, and, and uh, you know, then I learned that you can go to holiday parties without eating any of that stuff, um, and just because of the way my brain works, I then quickly went to, well, of course I wouldn't eat any of that stuff, everybody's got their hands in it, and it's dirty, and it's, you know, <laughs> deep, it's deep fried, and it couldn't possibly be healthy, and it doesn't smell good, and so that worked for a little while, you know, none of that was true either, but that worked for, that, that worked for a little while. Uh, just long enough to, to to get me to learn that you know there are ways to plan for things that work. I work in a university. I retired, but I worked in a university where there was always food around, um, and um, 
and it was just there. And so I had to figure out ways not to not to be tempted by all of that. Um, and then, you know, it continued piece by piece, um, little by little to sink in. Um, and then I started losing some significant weight and, and uh, started to feel better. And one day I was leaving my house, which is on West Portal Boulevard, uh, West Portal Avenue, excuse me, and um, the subway was coming. And I live just, I live on 15th and it's on 14th. And so I ran down the street and got on the subway. And when I sat down, I thought, okay, I've lived in San Francisco for 24 years. That's the first time I've ever run to get a subway. <laughs> and it is not immediately evident that I'm going to have a heart attack while I sit here. So, so that felt good. Um, so I joined a gym and got a trainer who's um, specifically trained in dealing with older people with, with um, mobility issues and stuff. Um, and just piece by piece put together a plan of action and a plan of eating um, that while they change, they make sense. Um, but the biggest gift for me in the program is feeling connected to all of you, those I know and those I don't know yet, um, and knowing that we're all on the same path um, and that some days it works and some days it's harder. Um, and that what's great about this program, I mean, in this room, we get to see people who really have um, figured out a program that, that works in, in a significant way um, and can be maintained over time. But in other rooms, we find people... Um, there's a meeting on Wednesday night that some of you may know that's a relapse-focused meeting, and people are honest about how much they've been struggling and, and, um, and, and what they do to get back into the program and, and to make sure that they and other people feel welcome, that you know, um, not working a perfect program, um, which was one of my fears, doesn't mean you have to go away. It means you keep, get to keep trying. You get to come back and be honest and, and check out your actual commitments and, for me, my resistance. Um, and then um, work at a food plan and a plan of action, but also to um, <clears throat> really work at um, that noise in my head um, that most of it, almost all of it was completely made up. Um, you know, my terribly tragic life that I needed to have pizza, that I needed to have food um, um, to soothe myself from was not anywhere near as tragic as other people's lives. Um, and certainly, I don't mean to diminish stuff that I've had happen in my life, but it was like... You know, a lot of the stuff that I was eating over um, happened when I was uh, a kid. Um, and, you know, that was 55 or 60 years ago. And as my sponsor said to me, it's about time you got over that, don't you think? Um, and he wasn't diminishing it either. He meant do the work. And so that's where some outside help came in. And, and I started working on a lot of those issues. But um, I think for me that <clears throat> the, the way the program has worked best is is just to be as honest as I can be, first with all of you, um, and then when you don't throw me out, um, I get to be that honest with myself. That, that you know, the things I eat, I get to plan, I get to decide on, and I won't always do it exactly perfectly, um, but if I have a plan, I'm much more likely at this point to stick to it, um, and the plan does change over time. Um, and <clears throat> equally important for me is the plan of action about coming to meetings, listening to you all, listening to everybody, um, and being willing to actually believe what you say. Because um, in those early days when I was going to meetings, I would listen and people would say, I lost 130 pounds and I've kept it off for four years. And I was thinking, yeah, right. To who knew you four years ago? That's you made that story up. Um, and, and then I got to the point where no matter what the story was, including that one, I could say, wow. That's you, you put together a plan of eating and a plan of action and a, and a support system um, that really worked for you. Um, and so, so I just continued to do the work one day at a time and, and to have 
some good days and some bad days, and then lots more good days and fewer bad days. Um, and at this point, <clears throat> my program really is um, about um, being willing, I'm completely surrendering that, that left to my own desires. Um, as I used to do, I used to, shame to say, um, I went to a couple meetings where I was asked to share, not here, um, and I left there and went somewhere and ate something I shouldn't have eaten. Um, right after telling everyone that I was working this marvelous program, um, and that was that that ended up being motivation. That you know, if I couldn't be honest with myself, um, that I first of all I had no business sharing in a meeting if I was not abstinent, um, uh, sharing from up here anyway, um, and and just really getting honest. And and the way I did that was because all of you were honest, and I heard stories of of challenge and of success and of failure and of and of. Um, renewal that that just really made sense to me, um, and I don't have a faith relationship um, with a sky daddy, as I call him, um, <laughs> that that many of you have, um, but I do have a spiritual practice, and that spiritual practice um, requires of me that I recognize the interconnection between all of us, um, and requires of me that I show up in a way that's responsible to all of you, um, and and informs me that the only way I can do that is if I'm responsible and have self-compassion for myself. Um, and then I can share that with folks right here in this room and then with other folks. So mostly it's been a, a mind-heart uh, mind, um, connection program for me um, and a program that says there are ways to be soothed and healed that don't have to involve food. Um, and um, that has diminished, not entirely gone yet, but diminished all of that noise. And um, one of the people in the morning meeting that I go to says that he was an uh, expert at food fiction, um, that he knew exactly what um, three ounces of chicken looked like, and you know, mm-hmm. he knew exactly what three meals a day tasted like. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, that, and, and, and he, he was trying. He was, he was really trying, but those were the stories his brain told him. And when I heard that, I thought, oh, my brain tells me a lot of stories about food and exercise and honesty and, and uh, showing up and being an actual part of OA instead of just being a, a, a chair warmer. Um, so my message for me and all of you is um, keep trying. Keep coming back because this is the right place for us and this is the right crowd of people who can, who can um, if we have faith, that's great. If we don't have faith and we need evidence, this is, this is where you get it from. Um, and that evidence has helped me to quiet down what's up here um, and to take care of the rest of the body. And, uh, and I'm deeply grateful to all of you for all those lessons. Thanks. Yeah.